Thank you, Music Team. It's awesome. Um, so, good morning, beautiful souls. Ah, this is my first time speaking here, and I am thrilled. So, the title of my message today was As Within, So Without. Now, as in my bio they said, uh, for my adult life, I am studying neo Celtic cosmology. I won't get into all the details, but basically that means that I love things in triplicate. Um, I do not follow a linear path. I, I do love everything to be spiralic. So the method will jump around a little bit, but it will always, like the labyrinth, wind up in the center. Uh, the other thing is I love mythology. I love stories. I love the stories that we have in our history books. I love the stories we tell ourselves. And so the thing is, though, is this thing, as within, so without. It comes from a triad in most natural spiritualities. And it's as above, so below, as within, so without, as the universe, so the soul. Now, this as above, so below, you can find in the second principle of Hermetic Law, which is the principle of correspondence. Now, you might be like, what's Hermetic Law? But trust me, there are some differences between Hermetic Law and New Thought. However, they all have the same source. They all can draw back to the philosophies and religions of humankind. So there are many, many similarities. Now, the idea of correspondence means that we know there is divine law running this universe. And if it runs the whole universe, then we have to see that law as individuals. Now, for me, one of the ways I do it is, for my belief, I am what they call panentheistic. And if you don't know what that means, that means that the universe, its totality, is contained within God, but the totality of God is not contained within the universe. And so when I see that, and we have, in Genesis, we are created in God's image, then that means I, as an individual, is, am panentheistic. So I have my body. Now, I can see the limitations because outside of it, we can see the outside. We cannot see the totality of the universe because we're actually within that macroverse. But here is my body. But my consciousness is infinite. Our consciousness is as infinite as God's. And that is why we are created in God's image. Now, the thing is, though, we can tie this also to our third principle because as within, so without is very much a mental principle. We, unity, have our third principle. In other words, our experiences are based on what we believe, what we feel, and what we think. And that is why the mind, as wonderful as it is, is the linchpin between our body and soul. So I said I love stories, and I'm going to give you my story. Before I ever came here, let's say 
Let's see how these phrases make you feel. I hate you. Way to go, Einstein. You'll never make it in the real world. You are absolutely pathetic. Now, those bring us down. Those are kind of like bummer statements. My Jeopardy response to those is what things I have said to myself, said to others, and had said to me. This is my early life. This is what I manifested. My thoughts were so negative that that is all I could manifest. All my experiences were negative. Principle three, in action. All I could see was that everything around me stunk, and the universe was like, here you go. But what happened is, and I can honestly say is, with all that anger and everything, I took it out on people. And I took it out on people because it made me feel better. And that was my othering. Just like the addict needs a hit to just return to normal, I had to bring those around me down in order to feel that normal. And it was bad. And then it got so bad, my thinking created anxiety within myself, depression, obesity, morbid obesity, actually. Because at one point, I was almost 400 pounds. Um, but everything came to a head because my bi- I was bipolar, didn't know it, and it got so severe, I had to be hospitalized. So I got forced into treatment. And through therapy and medication, I was able to get a foothold enough to see I wanted something better. And what do we know about new thought? That statement, change your thinking, change your life. And I worked hard at it. I don't fall in. The irony of it, though, is, is they won't tell you just how hard it is to work work at it and keep with it, because there was a lot of white knuckling going on. And so we've all heard the phrase, fake it till you make it. And I actually don't like that phrase. Now, there is a doctor of psychology, Amy Cuddy, who changed one word in that phrase. And all of a sudden, I'm like, now it ties in with everything. It's not fake it till you make it. It's fake it till you become it. Because when I was at my worst, I could only fake being better. But as my mind and everything rewired, then I became it. It wasn't because if I fake it till I make it, then I'll stop faking it once I do. But if I become it, my thoughts are completely changed, and I am a new person. I am not that person I was long ago, but I look back at that for all my lessons. And that is what brought me up here today, because when I changed everything, oh, and I will give you this disclosure about, because I am no longer any of I'm no longer diabetic, I'm no longer bipolar, I'm no longer any of that. And it was hard. And honestly, to 
rewire my brain to get rid of bipolar took 12 years of constant work, constantly doing the exercises. But neuroplasticity is correct. You can rewire your brain. So all of us here can always rewire our brains for the better. And then, so that healed my body. And a lot of people say, well, you're no longer diabetic because you lost like 150 pounds. I'm like, no, in all actuality, when I change my thoughts, I let go of my story of worthlessness. I let go of my story. I love stories. I told myself stories of I'm obese because I deserve it. I deserve to be worthless. I have no power. But I changed that. I claimed my power. And in all actuality, my diabetes reversed before I ever lost the weight because my bad habits went away. I no longer needed the consolation of, like, fried foods that I would just binge on because I was making myself sick to match my reality. So I eat healthier, and the weight came off. There was no exercise program. I was just changing my thoughts. Like changing your thoughts will always change your reality. Now, what about spiritually? So, of course, everything is going to grow because the more I'm in my power, the more my every spirituality grows, the healthier I get, and that includes my spirituality. And what I noticed was that I could feel the energy of the flora and fauna around me. Like, seriously, I could be walking the labyrinth and feel the trees. Like, we shared that energy. And I realized that I am in relationship with everything around me. It's all about relationship. There can and this is, I mean, this is my perspective. There can never be an us and them. Period. We are in relationship. And some would call it karma, but think about it. The energy you send out is the energy you're going to receive. So if you don't like a particular group for a particular reason, you're sending that out, and they're sending it back. And I'll use correspondence for this, because if we're all basically universes, then what applies to the macro universe, to the divine, applies to us. So I was really interested in quantum physics and the idea of gravity. Now. Quantum physics can explain a lot, and if you don't know what that is, pretty much the simplest way is, is just like our third principle, what you believe is the outcome you will see. So that is why if we go within to look for an answer, we see it outside of ourselves. It's that sphere of influence, and gravity is the same way. So ironically, though, quantum physics can explain, can explain a lot, but it cannot fully explain gravity. Gravity is this great mystery in the universe that still baffles them, and they are really struggling trying to, to make gravity fit within 
quantum theory, and so far they're not succeeding. But one of the rules we know about gravity, and for me it's a divine law, is that anything with mass, it's all of us, has a gravitational field. Great. Now, this is where gravity gets interesting, though, because scientifically, our gravitational field should just extend forever. But gravity is trickier than that. Gravity only works within your sphere of influence. So, the sun has the gravitational pull that keeps our solar system together, but the sun does not have an effect on a solar system light years away. Like, it just stays in its place where it's supposed to be. So, that is how I know we're all in relation. All of you are in my sphere of influence. You are all in my sphere of influence. And we affect each other. What we say, what we do, what we think, has a profound effect on us. And I would say part of the problem with the world today is that we are global. So, if I'm watching something online in China, great, that's entered my sphere of influence. And normally we never had that. Normally our sphere of influence was always our community. And so that's where we come from. That's why there can't be an us and them. And I know it's hard. I know it's hard all the time. I mean, trust me, I'll put it out there, okay? I lost my temper with a guy at work. I got wrote up for it because he yelled at me. I yelled back. But since he was management, I'm the one who gets punished. So trust me when I say I'm still working on this. Uh, but, but that is my thing. And so when I realized we're all in a relationship, Metaphysically, I was like, so what do I know about the teachings of Jesus? Because, you know, I'm not really, I don't follow a Christian path, but you know what? I know for you guys coming up here, I'm like, okay, so unity, we follow the teachings of Jesus. And I try, and so I believe it was um, Mark 12. Uh, line 30. Two commandments. The most important commandments. Love your Lord God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. And then the second is love your neighbor as yourself. Metaphysically, this to me points to the idea of unconditional love. That is our goal when we're here. To transcend closer and closer to that spot of unconditional love. That is why it's all about the relationship. And so for me, what I'm doing, and like I said, it's, it's work, and I just, I just realized that, that we are 
so worried about what's going on in our lives, what we're going to lose. And I found that fear has pretty much three categories. We fear the unknown. We fear we're going to lose what we have. And we fear we're not going to get what we want. And when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, I can pretty much put every one of my fears in the world. And one of the things we talk about is being like little children to be to enter the kingdom of God. But I thought about that. Well, when I was a child, I had monsters under the bed. Where's the monster in the closet? Oh. And that fear led to inaction. So we could be like little children, but the question is, which little children are we going to be? Because what I know is the universe will protect me. I am immortal. Yes, there is a start and stop point in this reality, but I know that because I'm physically here, the laws of the universe say I have to die. So, what am I going to do between them? I know energetically, I got all the time. I got all the time in the universe. So, my fear, and I'm not talking about running out and jumping in traffic, but I'm talking about if I'm afraid that there's something unknown in that closet that's scaring me, then I need to push through that fear and open that closet door. And because once I do, that fear will be eliminated. It will go away. Because that is a fear of the unknown. Little, little kids, they fear the unknown. Think about if you're home alone. How many people get uneasy when they're home alone? You're not afraid that you're home alone. You're afraid that you're home and not alone. Which is funny. Think about your thoughts when you're doing that. So, but that's where we are. And, and so I will leave you with this one thing before I get to the spiritual practice of our etymology of words. We use individual a lot. But in the etymology of that word, in the prefix means not. Okay. Divisible means, used to mean could be divided from the whole. Individuals, when we look at the etymology, means we are not divisible from the whole. That we are all one. Whether it's just me up here or all of you. So we can use individual to say, great. You know what? That, that's me. Because we have ego, so I need my ego my ego identifies me, but when I look out at all of you, that we is still the individual because we are all one and we always will be. And getting into the, the spiritual practice, I knew I wanted a quote. That's like when I when I was first asked to do this, I'm like, I want to set up my spiritual practice with a quote. And I couldn't find one. Talk about spirit sphere of influence. I had to go all the way to South Carolina. 
to find this quote from Bob Jewell at Brook Green Gardens. And it's, I encourage you to pursue perfection, live the we versus me philosophy, and believe that your actions make a difference because they do. So this is like, like a gratitude journal type lesson. You can keep doing it. Just notice your thoughts about yourself and others in your sphere of awareness. Realize they're in your sphere of awareness. And notice how you affect them and they affect you. Like I said, this is a great journaling exercise. But most importantly, if we take that step every day towards unconditional love, we will reach the joyousness we were promised. So, learn to love yourself unconditionally because you can only love others to the depth you love yourself. And that is one of the other lessons I've learned. So, I will leave you with this. And may you know the blessing of peace, love, and community. Thank you.